0: Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love.
2: this is the besotted Pride of West London League Cup quarterfinal podcast and it's brought to you by anything is possible AIP. Media. and I'm sitting here and I'll tell you something I'm so relaxed because I have not been to a football game in a while, I've not been to a bees game in a while. I actually went to a game on Saturday down at Worthing. I'm sitting here on the South Coast. I'm looking at the sea, I'm looking at the pier, I'm looking at the Amex thing that goes up in the air. It's their version of the London Eye. And I'm feeling very relaxed because I haven't had the tension that other fans have had watching football matches. My name is Billy Grant, and like I said to you, I'm sitting here in a different virtual joint. It's my sort of South Coast Christmas virtual joint hanging out with my buddies there Laney Lane is in the house Laney how are you
3: yeah I'm good mate it's Good, feeling a little bit festive you've got your Christmas gym jams on there Bill I see
2: oh that's right I've got the the, the, the Christmas onesie on like you know what I'm saying and I'm feeling feastive festive, festive. <laughs> we're having some feastive festive fun aren't we lady
3: oh Christ yes yes <laughs> never felt more festive yes
2: that, that's right that's right you also got the Jimmy Mac in the house Jimmy how are you doing Doing
0: good, Billy. Thank you, mate. Always a pleasure to be on the podcast, as you know. Um, yeah, lots of uh, festive fun. This is actually my first day. It was meant to be uh, two weeks of excitement. Um, two weeks off, should I say, of excitement. The two weeks off are still in place. Um, the excitement is uh, TBC at this at this rate,
2: but all good. TVC and we all know about this TVC because it's almost like you know hanging on a thread aren't we you know every Saturday and last Wednesday as well when we were playing Man United we were hanging on a thread is the game on is the game off COVID cases who's got COVID who hasn't got COVID we had no idea really what was going on it wasn't looking too good as kickoff was coming but it was a little bit disappointed because like I said to you matches being called off at relatively short notice we've talked about other teams you know being called off for a couple of hours beforehand up at Burnley when we had Watford fans going up to Burnley our Man United game was called off just before midnight we had fans complaining because they'd booked hotels that they couldn't cancel because when they woke up in the morning the game was cancelled whereas if it had cancelled 24 hours earlier they would have been okay we've also had situations where also what do you say trains being booked planes being booked people have even come over from abroad as well to watch matches so like I said listen we know that Covid can't be helped and we're in a pandemic type situation but you know um, at the same time you know we've got people sitting there thinking actually tell you something we we need these games to be on because for our sanity it actually helps us to get out the house and 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 mingle with friends and we could do it as safe as we try and do it you know but I'm saying that this this variant and I don't want to go too much into the Covid situation as it is but this variant seems to be knocking out quite a few folk doesn't it seem to be Laney
3: Yes, it it, it does. Yeah, it it seems to be sweeping through. um, Especially, you know, it's highlighted with the amount of uh, football players that seem to be getting it. Um, I guess that's just like one example of of the wider community. But it it shows that it's it's kind of um, is virulent and it 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 takes hold quite quickly. Um, You know, obviously we're we're still waiting to find out how dangerous it is and how many hospitalizations it leads to or whatever. But actually, you know. Um, the fact that you, you can see whole squads of players being decimated within a couple of days shows you kind of just how you know virulent, as I said. So um, we're back to square one, aren't we? It's all déjà vu. You know, we've we've been here before. Just waiting for it seems the inevitable. There's something more coming, but at the moment we seem to be in a holding pattern of uh, no one wants to kind of really make any any big decisions. Carry on but don't carry on and and you know it's we we're in a farcical position really where football teams are going to be playing weakened sides we don't really know how weak we're going to be um it's all it's all rumours really isn't it i mean i i think personally the sensible thing is to you know have a have a bit of a break so everyone's everyone 's on an even footing rather than some teams are playing and some aren't and some are losing, but wouldn't be if they had their fourth team you know it's, it's it's an odd situation and you know just the guidance seems just to be erratic but we'll talk about that i'm sure
2: yeah I mean listen you know we're sitting here and, and like i said you we're waiting for the game to be on. it to be off. The the feedback that we've had is that Brentford very much want the game on. Brentford obviously haven't played for two matches as well, so we're probably kind of more set up than most. You know, any players that we might have had out, some of them will be back in, some of them won't be back in. We'll probably be talking about that later in the podcast as to who is in or out, um, which may differ from other teams as well. But like I said to you, we're sort of kind of very much pushing for the game to be on. Uh, Chelsea are very much pushing for the game to be off as well. Tuchel obviously tried to get the game off at the weekend and he didn't get his game off we got our game off because we had what's it 13 or 14 cases at the weekend from what I can gather from players and staff you know so that actually forced our game off but Tuchel really wants a game on um, he wants to game off as well I mean like I said we'll talk about a little bit later as to how that may benefit one side or the other is it or is it going to be more even Stevens when you actually look at the fact as to where Chelsea are in the pecking order compared to us um I'm, I'll tell you something though I'm asking the question because we're sitting down here and like I said to you Man United game is off um, Southampton game is off. I mean, I'm gutted. I'm sitting here on the south coast here. I was already plotted up to go on the train across to Brighton, uh, across from Brighton, across to Southampton, you know, which is only, like I said, down the road. And, and it, plans have, kind of, you know, obviously fell apart with regards to that. So I'm very much now looking forward to coming up to go to the Chelsea game. Like You know what I'm saying? But what I've noticed is that there's a lot of people, even though they've got tickets for the game, they've decided against it so they've got the possibility to go to the games but they they're not they're not going I'm just wondering you know Jimmy Matt were you thinking um or have you thought over Christmas about changing your plans due to what's been going on in and around well the country and around the COVID?
0: yeah so um what my, my view is that you know we're we in a better position this year than we were last year right I mean we've had the luxury of, of vaccine rollout and things and yeah, you know, I've, I've had my my free jabs and that makes me personally feel in a you know, I don't personally feel in in worries about going to the game on uh, the 22nd against Chelsea. But you know, it's not it's not just about one person, is it? Because I've already had the talk from 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 the household that oh, if you go, you're, you're bringing a risk to everyone else. To, to, the mother in is going to come round. So it's not it's, it, the, the pressure isn't just one person, is it? It's about what what you know how it can affect others around you. So. Uh, you know, I was meant to go and go and see um, go and see the the liver teams last Friday in Kentish Town Forum, um, and you know my group of four who were going, all of us eventually throughout the day said, "Oh, maybe maybe it's not the one. Let's not do it." And I think I think this is quite a unique. Ten days leading up to the 25th, that's obviously a hard deadline where people want to make sure they're on 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 form for. I think once Christmas is out of the way, there's, I wouldn't think twice about going to the Chelsea game. To be honest, if it was on the twenty seventh or Brighton on the twenty sixth, on the twenty second, I am. I'm getting a lot of pressure my year about not not going. I, I plan to go currently. Have I have I decided hundred percent? Well, I guess I guess not not completely. I think I'll go, but um, if I do go and you know come back coughing. Then you know I'm, I'm the man who's ruined Christmas. It's not it's not an easy position
3: to be in, and there's a lot of others who think that way. I think. Well, I mean, you know, so my you know my experience. So I, or, you know, people haven't heard it already, but I mean, I caught the the Wembley variant at the Euro final, the England Italy match, and I I travelled. I got you know tested before I went, and I was fine. But it blew up when I was in Mallorca for my sister's 50th birthday, so I ended up being stranded there for for you know. 10 days more than, you know in the end it worked out fine, I was in I was in the sunshine but it, I, I, I took it with me, I spread it when I got there, my sister then got it, her kids got it, it, it did cause uh, a lot of stress my mum and dad were, were with, with us they had to like fly home emergency fast because if they'd have caught it they would have been stuck out there uh, it, it was just the most stressful uh, experience um, and it, the risk is it's going to happen again you know i'm not immune although i'm double vax my my boosters next week booked in um i could get the third variant and i could spread the third variant and you know it's it's, it's, it's about the passing of it on you know hopefully I'm, I'm confident you know i felt pretty awful when i got the last one um and the first one i, mean, I had the first two variants i'm sure and then this one um they say it's milder but you know you're, you're clutching the straws you're making assumptions so you know the chances of me catching it again I'd say are, are, are as high as anyone else and being in a situation where there's a lot of people around which there will be um, even if there are dropouts on Wednesday night it does put you in harm's way a bit so yeah it, it will cross my mind not to go I think I will go um, but I've you know Jim's got Young kids and my kids are older, you know, he, he would be the Grinch that ruined Christmas if he, if he, if he, you know, if he can't get up early and puts his Sky Electrics around his house or whatever he's going to get up and do. So, uh, yeah, no, it's a lot of people have got to make some big decisions. So it's not easy for anyone.
2: Yeah, indeed. I mean, and, and the same for me as well. It's interesting because like like I said, you I was going to come from the South Coast, go across the South Coast to Southampton. Didn't happen. But then obviously, the call came in from the South Coast B saying, OK, Southampton game cancelled let's go to Worthing versus Lewis. And I thought, oh, oh a football game. Oh, I any excuse to go to a football game. So I thought, yeah, I'm up for it. So again, you know, my, my, my wife and the kids were up in London. Still, I was down here sort of putting the tree up and doing all the things that you do down south. And uh, I said, oh, by the way, I'm going to go to Worthing versus Lewis. And she said, why are you going there? And I said, it's a football game. It's the Southampton game. I've substituted Southampton for the Worthing. And she said, so you're going to risk potentially ruining Christmas for a team that you don't even support and I put the onus was on put on me and I thought oh no actually what should I do here of course, in the end, I sort of weighed it all up and I just thought actually, there's a lot less fans at Worthing than there might be at New Griffin Park. And uh, like you know, you're on the terraces and you can sort of uh, move yourself from people. And we went to the pub beforehand and we sat outside in the freezing cold with the South Coast bees, they had a few beers. So it all worked out in the end. But the things that I, had, I mean, I left straight after the game because I was so freezing cold actually after being outside standing for like for most of the day. But those are the things that you have to do and your mind sort of just changes. in in, in the way that you think about things and uh, I think that the risk was relatively low on that one but I can see the reason why some people might be nervous about going to new Griffin Park or going to the pub beforehand going to the pub afterwards on the game on Wednesday night we're assuming that it all goes ahead of course and uh, just going back to interestingly because the Griffin Park Grapevine Forum they actually had a little poll asking people if they're going to the game are they still going to go to the game on wednesday even if they've got a ticket and interestingly um 30 of people who had got tickets for the game have said that they've changed their mind and they're not going to go which means that they could be you know we could be down to about 13 000, 12 13, fans for a supposedly sold out game so uh, anybody who wants a ticket i'm sure there's going to be plenty of tickets flying around from people who have bought tickets and decided not to go isn't it laney
3: yeah it could be a lot of chelsea Extra Chelsea fans that want to want to tick off a new ground. Um, that's the risk. That's the risk of that. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's it's odd. That's that's, that's the thing. It's, it sounds like um, you know the EFL made the decision yesterday that um, teams have got to play a game if they can field thirteen players and a goalkeeper. So um, that's that's bare proper bare bones, isn't that? Um, so it looks like the game will be on um it, it, whether it's the right decision or not but they've obviously they've made a decision that they the disruption causes them more grief than the the potential spread um of of of, of more of more players catching it um and and you know all the time we're we you know the the government aren't pushing for extra regulations or restrictions it 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 makes it makes them it's the right call, you know. It was the football authorities that that actually did the lockdown the first time before the government. You know, the the Fulham game was called off um, and the suspension of of, of 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 playing the game before the actual. You know, Boris had uh, had or Johnson rather had 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 actually um, you know called called right like, for the for the proper. Decisions. So yeah, it's it's. I I, I I don't think it is the right decision, but I, I can see why the EFL have made it.
0: We simply simply put though, like, they we're going to run out of weeks, aren't we, to play these games? They keep getting delayed. I mean, all, already the way the schedule is, we've got we've got a final weeks to play Man Man United and Southampton again with with weaker squads, which we'll probably have for the rest of the year. If you throw in a quarter final to that mix, there's a, a real fixed fixture crunch coming already. Um, I think the, the league have looked at it and said, there is, there is no room for this. Unfortunately, I think what is more likely is that fans won't be going to games. I think Wales have already put a, put a stop to that, I think effectively, immediately. So they're all Swansea and Cardiff games will be behind closed doors. And it looks like the momentum is going that way, which I think is really disappointing, um, especially if you've you know, had your double or triple vaccine, whatever you're eligible eligible for. Um, i mean you know you you take away this hard christmas deadline i kind of mentioned it earlier when obviously that holds a special weight in people's calendars once that's gone you know there's you know i think people will be keener to go to these matches and that and that griffin park grapevine poll or a third people say they won't go i think that is linked very strongly to to the fact that people want to make sure the 25th goes ahead as planned take that out of the way i think that's, that's a higher number but, yeah, inevitably, I think the um, I think the, the behind closed doors is, is, is probably going to come, which is a real shame. Um, it kind of makes you want to go to the Chelsea match more, to be honest, because it could be our last chance for a while.
2: Yeah, I think you've got a fair point there. I mean, just looking how, um, you know, how things are sort of panning out, you know, and going to matches. Obviously, they're trying to make it safe for all. So Brentford have asked all fans, uh, particularly, I think, members and season ticket holders to pre-register your COVID um, situation. As well, which I think you can find out on the Brentford website, and there's an email has gone out to everybody out there. So you have to pre-register. It's very, very simple. there's about four questions you have to ask. Basically, saying I'm not going to go in with COVID. I haven't got COVID. You know, I'm going to put a mask on or something like that. Really simple. So go and check that out on the Brentford website as well. Also, there's the situations come in where you basically have to show uh, COVID passports or show that you've been uh, you've got a negative test within 48 hours of the game as well. That's something that isn't particularly new. It came in at the Euros. We had to do it for every single Euros match as well, and then we did it or. Well, we to do it at the start of the season but then after they just kind of scrap that but I think that's actually coming back into place whether or not they'll be able to be doing that for every single person because that's going to be going to be having some sort of you know cues on the gate which means that you know remember that we played one game earlier of the season where the queues were literally going around the block I think it was one of the sort of league cup games Forest Green I think it was where the queue was literally going around the block so uh, it might be a situation if that's going to happen that people might want to get to the game early on Wednesday presuming it is going ahead of course um, I'm I'm going to ask a question just quickly around you I mean Thomas Frank there's lots of talk about Thomas Frank and he talked about this COVID break he said before the Southampton game listen like Laney said everyone stop let's everyone stop for a week and let's come back on Boxing Day okay and they didn't do it and he said that'll give everyone time to sort of kind of get back a little bit on board and let's get back together so we get aligned and then we start playing matches again properly after Christmas now we didn't do that um, but I'm just thinking, just quickly, just you know, hand straw poll between the three of us here. Um, are you up for a COVID break, or were you up for a COVID break? And you know, if so, when do you think it should happen, uh, Lenny?
3: Yeah, I was. I think we've missed. We've probably missed that window of opportunity. It probably should have been before last weekend. Um, and there's a lot of what, what about ism about this. Is yes, yeah. Well. Uh, it doesn't mean that players the, the alternative to that argument was like um it doesn't it won't stop players socializing and their families and they can catch it at home or whatever but it, it, it is for them for the for the football club to lock everyone down and make sure that doesn't happen so everyone has their 10 days so if they have got it um they can they can you know get the incubation and the kind of um contagion sort of phase of it out of the way so everyone's clear to go the whole squad should be clear to go now if a football club doesn't doesn't sort of lock their squad down and they still got covid in the camp then they have to forfeit games and points but it, it it would have it would have allowed everyone to cleanse the training grounds and cleanse the squad so that means that the bubble of the squad could have been um um, could have been sort of eradicated you know, you know the, the COVID would have swept through it uh, so that that would have been the ideal I think I think the, you know I think the horse is bolted though now so um, I, I was up for it but now it seems a bit futile
0: yeah I kind of agree with that I think the uh, the way this sort of uh, the way the infection rate has come so quickly has taken everyone by surprise and probably well almost certainly there was a bit of relaxation in terms of COVID protocol clubs, shall we say. And, you know, we can see that in the amount of players that have been affected. So that would have, around the time Frank was calling for it, it would have um, allowed people to maybe get a bit more uh, control of that, put procedures in place, that kind of thing. But again, I think that that ship has sailed now. Um, also, you know, again, Frank's calling for it. He's got a lot of players out. So it would maybe suited for, uh, suited Brentford at the time of the play. Because we were we were weak, others probably would have disagreed. They would have loved to have played us because they had more players and bigger squads. So maybe there was a little bit of that going on. But yeah, ultimately I think now we know where we are. That ship sailed. So we got we got to crack on. Uh, I don't think you're pushing it. You're just pushing the problems down the track now. If you if you bring bring um, bring breaks in play, we know we need to just get stronger on that um, COVID protocol. Professionalism needs to rise. Um, and, yeah, that, that the pressure from the TV companies, that is World Cup in the end of the year. That's, that's None of that's going to move. So, yeah, game on.
2: And it's interesting because you're talking about professionalism. You're talking about team. I mean, and and we're sitting down there, and I'm just throwing this out there because I think it's just quite interesting because we're talking about... Um, We're talking about players who, you know, we're talking about teams coming together with players who some have vaccine, might not not have the vaccine, some may believe in it, some might not believe in it. You know, I thought interesting stance by Klopp Who basically came out very much, you know, um, in basically saying, I think he said something like, you know, all my team have been vaccinated, double vaccinated, you know. And he says that anybody who hasn't been vaccinated basically almost like isn't a team player because you do it for your team, you know. And also he said, which is interesting, they're saying that he's not going to sign any player who hasn't been vaccinated in January. Um, That's quite a strong call by the manager, isn't it, Um, Jimmy?
0: Yeah, it, it is. It's very Liverpool, isn't it? As well, uh, that kind of mentality of uh, um, you know, the, you know, that kind of know, sort of socialism runs through Liverpool. Is it? and that, the culture of the club? So this is a uh, fits in perfectly in line with that. I, I don't disagree with him. Um, I, I think that it is a, a vaccination. Obviously, it looks after yourself, and looks after others. So it is is sort of selfless and. Um, I, you know, I'm not a scientist. I don't want to go down this road too much, but uh, you know, I think it's the right, right thing to do. But um, you know, at, at, at the same time, you, I'm, I would, I would, no, I'm ma- it. it doesn't feel comfortable. Um, but I think it's good that people like Klopp come out and speak for it, uh, and I, 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 I like the fact that he doesn't um, shy away from giving his opinion on these divisive topics. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's always quite refreshing, and this is just another example of that.
3: I don't think it's that controversial, if I'm honest with you. I, you know, I, correct me if I'm wrong. You know, when a footballer pl- um, signs for a football club, basically, they're they're. You know their physical conditioning, their their medical conditioning. Um, the, it's all controlled by the football club. I'm, I'm not saying they become you know a, a slave to the club, but if a if a football team goes to you know Thailand on a preseason uh, tour, they take malaria tablets. The, club, the, the 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 team will give them their tablets. They take them. Um, uh, a player has uh, you know uh, an ACL injury. Um, they go to the clubs. Uh, surgeon, and they 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 have exactly the medical rehab and the the the, the, the 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 surgery that the club decides. um the club will have a nutritionist and they will their food, their intake, their vitamins will be laid out for them. they take it. it, it is it is basically prescribed the what the the club will decide what is best for a footballer's health and well-being while they're at that football club and they will do what the football club i don't see this is any different if i'm honest with you i i, I don't see that taking um the vaccine which the medics um uh um the scientists um say is, is is the right thing for society and um especially a close group a close-knit group who are in close contact with each other is the right thing to do i don't see it's controversial to say that a football football club has the right to insist that all of their um, all of their signings, all of their transfers are are, are are protected and they're they're jabbed. So I don't I don't think it's a big deal.
2: Okay, and, and let me be devil's advocate here because I think it's very important to be devil's advocate here. Um, a player or a person will say it's my right of choice as to you know what I put into my body and I do not believe that this is the right thing to do and I'd rather ride it out on my own terms, as opposed to doing it this way. And again, you've got this freedom of choice thing, as opposed, to, you know. And what I'll say is, too, is interestingly because there's a freedom of choice thing here. Whereas, interestingly, in in America, it's the country, you know, where you know, where we've had all sorts of characters with funny hats going in and storming buildings because they, you know, because they feel, oh no, the people aren't letting us do what we want. You know, we'd be taken over. But hold on a second. But, the, but, but 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 what's happened is in America, interestingly, with the NBA and the NFL, from what I can gather it's actually mandatory to have the vaccine and I think that if the team doesn't vaccinate then they get fined and the player gets fined and they get dropped there's uh, there's some really heavy kind of sort of kind of sort of authoritarian but sort of very heavy kind of measures in America which is very different to how we're going along whereas what we're doing is that we're sort of leaning more on education and trying to get people if they feel that you know it's the right thing to do you know that they should do it their way rather than actually kind of telling them and I'm just wondering don't you think that is still the way forward?
3: But, but well, you know, is 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 it their freedom of choice to 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 smoke weed? You know, is it their freedom of choice? They you can you can decide to go your own route on on all all manner of life life choices. But I think the minute you start being signed for tens of millions of pounds and you're you're paid the money you are, you do what the club um, decides what is best for your for your physical health. And if you don't wanna. Be a team, you know, play team sport, then then give it up. You know, that's that's that that's that. It should be a it should be a, a strong directive from the authorities and 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 the football clubs because you know we're we're all in this together. Um, and and, and if you're if we're not, then you know we we all go a different route. But you know, I, I think that you know does does. Does, you know does a footballer have the right to, to take cocaine yes that's, he says oh, I doesn't affect me I, I, I play better on it I sleep better on it I do whatever better on it, 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 it put what what they put into their bodies it, it isn't a completely free choice for them it's it not it, they, they give that up. As, as Joe blogs we, we can we can do all of those things if that's what we decide to do but a footballer is an elite athlete and they they are um contractually um guided by the football club about their their, their well-being and their, their physical condition
0: yeah they they, they need to uh, they they need to be uh, uh, thinking about how they can be the most available throughout a period of time and the evidence would suggest that i yourself, means you're more likely to catch it, which means, listen, you're probably going to be fine, but there's going to be a 10-day period where you can't play, and there might be three important fixtures in that time. So so maybe argue that that isn't a team player uh, mentality to, to put that bit of risk in place. And equally, you know, same way if a player would decide to go on a four-day ski in a holiday in, in, a, in, a, in an international break and come back with a broken leg. You know, it's you, you, you don't take these risks um, that could jeopardise your physical well-being during the season and, you know, the, the clubs will have a, uh, the clubs should, for the amount they pay, especially at the top level, should have some insight and, in, into that. Very difficult with existing players. I think, you know, if you've got a player currently who's in on your book, who said, I'm not taking the vaccine, I'm not particularly comfortable saying you, you have to do it or you're out, but to bring it in as part of the medical design, new players, I think it's perfectly reasonable, and that's, that's the cup's choice, and I wouldn't have a problem with that at
2: all. And just think, I mean, just coming back to it, I mean, like I said to you, if you look at there's a there's a tweet that's going around saying, you know, how it's about 68% of uh, the Premier League players have got the be jabbed up, you know, whereas in, you know, in, in Serie A, there's 90% 85%. and 85%. Again, we'll have to look at it, but basically, we're the lowest out of all of them lot, okay? Now, again, listen, I'm put, throwing it out there, and we are a country which is free choice, you know, where people can make their own decisions, okay? Um, but, but the, the interesting question is that there's obviously a lot of... And what I'll say is that there is obviously a lot of fear about this um, this, this disease because it's quite, quite bad news. I mean, look at what's happening at Christmas now. People are absolutely... Cr- Bricking themselves because they don't want to be, you know, locked inside their houses for Christmas because this thing will get them, you know. So they'll do anything they can do to ensure that they don't get it. Now, the fact is that if you're in quite a sort of tight football environment, okay, and you know, whether or not you believe it or not, but you know, the words out there that you know, with the, with the vaccine, it, it does help you to not get terribly bad you know and again we're not trying to get into the politics of this we're just trying to we're trying to talk about this you know the vaccine does the vaccine could either help you to not get it or even if you do get it you're not going to get it as bad as you can do now if you're in a in a in a, in a group of 10 or 11 or 15 or 18 teams of footballers and if somebody hasn't got that vaccine and he passes and uh, uh, the vaccine and he gets um he gets it and passes it on to somebody else within the team I'm just wondering, how does the team feel about that? If everybody else has had it, do you just oh no, we can't play? Is, is it just one of those things? I'm just wondering. I'm just, I'm just sort of throwing it out there, Laney. Because what do you think? Because again, this is talking about how Klopp was talking about. You're in it together. You're out of it together. We've got to stick together i'm just wondering you know how, how do you feel you know how, how do you feel where you've you know because it's difficult because you've got one person who's feeling well I'll tell you something i'm not really into this but then that person may pass i mean in Brentford, 90 percent of the players have got vaccinated which to me probably works out there's probably two maybe three players who haven't been vaccinated out of out that lot now if if one of those players or two of those players have passed it on to everybody else and then they're out for weeks how does everybody else feel about that
3: um, I mean, it's my personal opinion. I think, I think you know, it. Com- I mean, it compromises uh, the, the the safety of the, of the of the wider group. And I mean, there's 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 no there's no um, reason to think that just because you haven't got jabbed, you you know, or just because you have got jabbed, you're immune to this variant. You, you, you're not. You you
2: you you did an interesting seatbelt um, analogy, didn't you, Laney?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the the analogy is that you know um having wearing a sa- wearing a safety belt won't stop you having a car crash but what it will prevent or will restrict is like the the, the chance of you having long-term hospitalization you know you, you you it will be it will still be bad but it won't it, you know there's a chance it won't be as bad as if you weren't wearing a safety belt that's why wearing a safety belt is law um, and we will follow that law. You know, it is that we have we did have people saying, "Oh, it's, you know, it's my right not to wear a safety belt." Yeah, but you are you're putting yourself at greater risk, and all those that are in the car um, at greater risk as well. It's it's a commonly, you know, it, it, twenty years ago it was it, we had the same people saying this, what they're saying now about you know their right not to get jabbed, and now you know everyone wears a safety belt. It's, it's, but I, I, I do think that it, it it puts it puts the rest rest of the squad at, at greater risk, and for a club that is all about margins, you know, getting an extra two percent, an extra one percent, an extra half percent over a season, it might get you an extra three goals, it might get you an extra three points. So it's the smaller things, and I would have thought that. You know, the chances of having your star players or some of your star players um, exposing themselves to uh, a stronger reaction to a virus is a, is, a, is a risk that the club itself wouldn't want to take. So I, I don't think the club um, w- will be happy, really, that, that certain players um, are, re- are refusing to be vaccinated.
0: I, I, can imagine, I, I can imagine Klopp there as well is going to be thinking a little bit about team spirit right? Uh, as well. I mean, you know, if everybody's on the same page on this, it prevents further down the line a potential issue where uh, player A decides not to get vaccinated uh, and therefore maybe in this case brings the virus into the dressing room, which sweeps around. You can imagine how very quickly there's a potential for that to cause some dressing room disruption uh, to the wider group. And this maybe is a way of just eliminating that. I mean, we all know that uh, functioning dressing rooms perform better on the pitch when they're all together. Uh, and if this is a way to reduce any divisiveness, and this is a divisive topic, we, we all know that. Then that, that can only benefit the group.
2: That's right. That's right. So I'm just going to ask you, I mean, like, you know, pff, game is on. OK. I'm just wondering, kind of like, you know, what do you think is going to happen next? You know, as in, like, you know, what's going to happen next? And the reason why I say that is that in Wales, they have, like, they've just banned fans from uh, from football matches okay they've said right after boxing day we're not gonna have any fans at football matches now if, interestingly if you listen to and it's not out as yet but it'll be out very soon like literally probably the day after you hear this podcast drop we're going to be having our christmas podcast and we've recorded it already really good fun recorded it in the glow had a really great uh, evening there but what we talked about we harked back to 12 months ago 12 months ago we were on proper lockdown and uh, we were talking about how depressing it was coming out the Christmas period, lockdown, watching the games and how terrible it would be to go back to that and at the time we probably never thought that you know we're going to be anywhere near that all of a sudden Wales has gone into this lockdown which says no more fans at games and we're thinking hold on a second this might happen here in the UK now I'm just wondering do you think we're going to get to that and also how do you think it's going to affect us as people?
3: I think it is going to ultimately lead to uh, an interruption in, in the in the footballing calendar. I, I do, I, I think there are bigger restrictions coming. They weren't announced last night. I think it's inevitable at some stage the government push into the next phase. Um, I, I think it's coming uh, and they'll be looking at what happens in Wales. Um, Wales um, seems to be one step ahead um, quite a lot of the time. Uh, and um, we'll we'll be monitoring that. Uh, I I I just do. I I certainly think it's it's going to get. It's going to get worse before it gets better. I mean, because it basically it's about you know the whole thing is about protecting the NHS, isn't it? That's 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 the that's the thing. The minute the, you know all the doctors and the nurses and all the sort of like support staff are, are off, um, and, the, and the and the teachers are off, that's that's when things start falling apart. The severity of the the infection is kind of like uh, important, but it's about being able to keep um, the health service going um to you know to keep people um alive who, who are you know suffering from things that are not covid related as well so you know it, it is it's getting you know the cases are getting worse so by that I, I do think the restrictions will get um
2: greater um sooner rather than later i think jimmy mac so do you think it's going to be a just a fire break Maybe after Boxing Day, or maybe in the New Year, or do you think it's actually going to be? We'll carry on playing football, but you know, no fans.
0: Yeah, I think, I think, I think the latter. I think, uh, I mean, I said I don't envy that whoever's got to make this decision about the next few weeks because there's so many variables. But the way I think it will go, I think we're going to go into a period of no fans again across the across the Premier League and Football League, uh, uh, all sporting events. Actually, I don't think it'll last too long. I think maybe a short fire break for fans. I think the games will go on. But we'll be, um, yeah, I I, I get a sense, as soon as Christmas is done, be a few weeks reeling it in. Crucially, will we be able to go to Anfield? That is what my big worry is. Billy, what do you reckon?
2: That was the question that I was going to ask you, actually. Will we make it to Anfield or will we not make it to Anfield? Personally, I reckon that we will make it to Anfield. I think the break might come before and then they'll open back up for Anfield just because they know that we desperately want to go to Anfield on the 15th of January. Laney?
3: Um, um, can we have it um, for the Port Vale FA Cup weekend, please, and um, <laughs> and or the international break? That would, that would be all right with me. Thank you.
2: Yeah. It's an international break. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a week off anyway. At the end of the, we got the week off anyway at the end of end of January. So that's a, that's a natural break that we've got anyway. But yeah, I hear that. But listen, there's a couple of other points we want to talk about here because we've been chatting quite a lot in this intro as well. As you probably know, we held it down a little bit, but there's a player called Vanderson from a team called Grêmio. I was chatting to my Brazilian sources, my Brazilian chums as well. And the Grêmio got relegated from the top lead in Brazil and he's av- available and uh, he cost about ten, about 10 million I think it was and uh, we've been looking at him from time trying to wrap that deal up as well stories have been going around left right and centre about him and saying that Monaco have now come in for him and uh, Brentford have not got him anymore because the rumours were that we had him uh, just want to let you know that I think things are not necessarily as wrapped up as the papers say but yes obviously with teams like Monaco being in it makes it a lot more difficult so we shall see on that but Vanderson, very good right back or right wing back as well he's got some skills but let's see how that goes as well what else is going on as well I'll tell you what we're going to do we're going to have a little bit of a break because I need to go and get myself a, a little bit of a chin or something to, to wet my lips and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about well people and our chums and maybe they'll talk just a little chat about the Christmas podcast so I mean listen we're going to come on to the game a little bit later. This can go on and on, but obviously this is a big, big talking point. We haven't talked about it that much beforehand, but it's a big talking point because the reason why it's become a talking point is because all of a sudden we've gone, oh no, there might not be any football for us to go to again, or there might be football and we'll have to sit and watch it on TV again. We really don't want that, but look... It's presuming that football is on. And like I said to you, the first thing is that like we said to you, we always give shout-outs to, to you guys out there and you guys and girls for listening. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for supporting us, besotted.com forward slash beer. Like I said to you, for people who have supported us via Ko-fi as well. And like I said to you, we, we get, we get, we're we picking up, like, you know, characters all over the place. So I want to just say, Simon Leach, thank you for buying us a beer. Very much appreciate it as well. We've also got a couple of people on iTunes who have uh, actually kind of written a re- uh, review. It's a review nice we asked you to write a review and you've gone right on there another five star B in Manchester which is Chief Ben Jones again and he says been looking forward to the episode which is the Manchester episode for 15 plus years because he's married to a United fan he was gutted you know um, but probably avoided an argument with his better half like so and apparently this is the first podcast he's ever listened to and he loves it you know what I'm saying he loves the facts and the funk as well and it stays in tune with what's happening with Bradford and his wife even smiled at my comparison of the two Manchester clubs which I can't remember what I said about that but I think actually probably said something that, I don't know what I said I probably said United um, yeah has there been any
3: more complaints about us being too woke any, uh, any more no, of them
2: i tell you something I haven't I'm telling you I'm saving that one for the new year oh, okay. actually All probably, right. probably okay. gonna, yeah I'm gonna save it probably for the new year when we probably when we're not <laughs> at matches the other thing
3: you uh, the other thing you've been a bit quiet on Bill is um I'll,
2: yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. Second, I'll, I'll, I'll right. let me just let me just carry on reading okay. a few more reviews and then you know because i need right. to you know i might be swerving a few things you know what i'm saying okay. um, there's also like a james james club as well an apple you know a genuine fan podcast that delivers quality a must listen for all beast fans it's great content and he just loves it you know it's uncharted territory you know billy laney and the wider besotted family thank you very much fully inclusive brentford fc open to everyone you know um Uh, I might be a straight white bloke oh actually hold a second he's getting a bit woke here isn't he lady (laughs) but I find it a breath of fresh air as it's an online football fan space a club and a pod to be proud of like you know what I'm saying so be careful actually apparently according to one fan you can't get too woke I think the word is which woke sits in the same category as I think the word was politically correct and all these lazy terms that people say well it should have been like the olden days like you know what I'm saying we should be able to abuse people and be racist and just do whatever we want like you know what I'm saying be horrible I shall, I shall pull back from that because this is Christmas time it is time for Christmas cheer Ooh. what else have we got as well tell you something we picked up a load of Americans we keep talking about that Steve Sarnacki, talking of coming over for the Man City game he's coming over for what else he's coming over for he's coming over for the FA Cup games in September and uh, in, 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 in February and also for the Crystal Palace game as well so he says come on your bees yeah. he's coming over come, for, over, come over, over here come over yeah. here take your seats that's right. Coming over from Washington, D.C. is absolutely potty for it. So that's Steve Sarnacki as well. And also, what we've got is we've got Dave Stewart from Springfield, Illinois. I beat the Springfield in Massachusetts, but not Springfield, Illinois. He attended a Brentford game about 20 years ago versus Luton. I'm trying to work out which one that was, but we used to play Luton all the time about 20 years ago, every single, every single year before they actually kind of went down and went into obscurity when they got relegated from the leagues as well. And uh, he loves the friendly atmosphere and rooted for Brentford ever since. And He loves it. So that's uh, Dave Stewart as well. And also Jeff Simpson, he's a new fan. We love new fans coming over from the USA. Done a phenomenal job. He actually lived in Acton in 2014-15 and he coached basketball at the Kew House School, which is pretty much right next to the new stadium as well. So he's absolutely potty for it. So Jeff Simpson, thank you for the beer. Thank you as well. Dave Stewart for the beer as well. Uh, And like I said to you, everybody, listen, thanks for supporting us, which is all good. And uh, that's because we... well, talking about that, we're talking about podcasts. Obviously, we've got this podcast. We've got two podcasts which we put out for the Southampton and the, what's it, the other game, the Man United game, for games that didn't come out. So we're putting podcasts out for games that didn't even come out as well. But we have got a quite a funky, you know, quite exciting, quite fun podcast, which we've already recorded, which is our Christmas podcast as well, which was quite a lot of fun, wasn't it, Jimmy Make
0: It was a lot of fun, actually. Um, I, I, it, was, it was nice to be able to... Uh down the down the pub carefree talking all things brentford and uh, obviously you know it's uh it's going to be an extravaganza of uh, of 2021 b so i don't want to give anything away but uh, all i want to tell the listeners <laughs> all i want to tell the listeners if, if i may is that i had had about um, five pints of cider when i voted for charlie good as player of the year
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes i did think that was quite that was quite peculiar that was actually um there was a feel like i said to you there's loads of different categories like you know the most interesting place to watch a match in lockdown actually that might have come out actually um you know the most enjoyable match with fans as well the biggest could you remember what the, your biggest cock of 2021 was laney i
3: can well, but moving on i think uh, thomas frank had, had five pints of cider when he pushed uh Good up front in that in that game. Um, I, the biggest cock, yes, he was uh, the idiot behind the goal at Crystal Palace. Um, oh, yeah. The ter- tur- tur- turtleneck idiot. Yeah, that's he's,
2: right. He's you were, you, yeah, you've had to have yeah, been him. at the Palace game to have to have known it, but you, you get them at all games where you always get somebody who's always pointing, does the slit, the slit throat sign, you know what I'm saying, and everything <laughs> like that. You know, so uh, yeah, he was he was quite particularly bad. But listen, check that out it'll probably be live pretty much a day after this podcast has come out you know what i'm saying it's probably even less depending on whether or not the game is on or not as well which is all good like i said to you as well and like i said to you because you know with our podcasts you know we uh, you know we're, we're, we're big all over the world as you know i mean podcasts are everywhere we're big all over the world you know we Ooh. talked about it the other day we're absolutely huge all over the world you knew that didn't you lady
3: Oh, I'm gonna cut to the chase, Bill. I'm, I'm not particularly happy. You've uh, you've uh, you've kind of held back on the information. You big up on the XG, well, no, no, no. but you you know, you, you, you teased us with some. Charts about how big we were in Cyprus, mate, and no, I've heard no. nothing since. Nothing since. Have you been no, no, no. R- rigging those charts, or you? What have you been up to?
2: No, no, no. We've had so much information over the past few weeks. You see, we've had so much football and games. I haven't been able to put any more charts in. That's fine. Well, but I
3: enjoy. I enjoyed that little quiz. Is there any? Any? You got any up? updated information on what's happening in cyprus because it means a lot
2: uh, to you. no updates uh, actually oh i've just got an update actually um cyprus oh, oh things aren't looking too good in cyprus at the moment now actually uh, i have to say uh i'm so not sure if it's so a we're, one-off
3: we're are fifth now then
2: not fifth actually it looks like we've dropped a few places in Cyprus now this week T- we're top 10 still top 10 not quite top 10 actually which is a little bit lower than that actually at the moment now um, top, in tw- top 20 still there, yeah? top tw- no we are actually 67 in Cyprus this week so we've dropped Ooh. from 4 to 67 in a couple of weeks so uh, I'm not um. quite sure what happened there it might have been a bit of chart rigging what's going on which was very big in the 80s if you probably know there's a lot of chart rigging going on and maybe there was a bit of podcast chart rigging because we've dropped down to 67 in Cyprus at the moment now we're down to mm. number 45 in Chile as well this week oh. as well so yeah so things were but I, I, I will say that we haven't had many many matches the last few weeks so obviously there hasn't you know been as much to to talk about and for people to listen to so that's the that's the excuse I will give uh your honor um I will never confirm or deny Oops. there's been any chart rigging so, going on so, sorry
0: Bill just wait there I've got just on a besotted inbox i just seen an email from uh the Baywatch cocktail bar in pathos which is famous for its pub grub and Middle Eastern cuisine. Um, dear Billy and Lainey, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to have to cancel the uh, public appearance I booked for you both in May <laughs> uh, due to severe lack of ticket sales. Okay, this is looking this is looking so good. Um, I've got one over here. Sorry, um, this is from uh, the Rugmas Love Music Bar in Limassol. Okay. Dear Billy and Lainey, um, thank you so much for agreeing to appear in our club in June. Unfortunately, due to a spectacular lack of interest, we are going to have to cancel the event. Um, okay, this must be COVID related. Sorry. just There's a, it's a, it's a few of these. But
3: just a coincidence Just a coincidence yes. Yeah
2: everything Listen but look look. What we're going to do Is that we probably need To get a few more games on So we can get our popularity Back right up again So we've got a game On Wednesday Fingers crossed Against Chelsea In the quarter final Of the Caribou Cup But before we talk Chelsea Let's go over to hear What JB has to say With his facts And his funk
4: Are you ready for this? I told you it was coming Hello, Jonathan Birchall here again. In the 62 seasons of the League Cup, it's no great surprise that under Thomas Frank this is our most successful period. We've recorded eight wins already over the last couple of seasons, a record score of 7-0, our first ever hat-trick thanks to Marcus Force, and reached the quarter-final stage two seasons running. Chelsea will also be Thomas' 10th different League Cup opponent, something no other B's manager can match. We haven't played on Christmas Day for 64 years, and although matches on the 25th were often local derbies, in 1934 it brought Plymouth Argyle to Griffin Park for a 0-0 draw, whilst the reverse fixture on Boxing Day required both teams to make the 200 mile journey for a 1-1 draw just 24 hours later. It's being muted there may be an enforced break in the coming weeks. Our longest mid-season gap was very recently with the 105 days during the initial Covid outbreak in 2020. Prior to that the longest period was when where there were no games between Boxing Day 1962 Until a couple of days after Valentine's Day in 1963. A gap of 52 days when the country was in the grip of the big freeze. Now, now we've got our facts
2: and our funk from JB. I think it's time to go and talk about Chelsea. Chelsea. So, Chelsea come back to New Griffin Park twice in a few months as well. The last time they came to Griffin Park, or New Griffin Park, we gave a bit of a battering in the second half, but we couldn't score a goal in the back of the net because Mendy decided to have a phenomenal game against us that week. And then he decided a few weeks later to have an absolute nightmare against West Ham and threw the ball in the back of the net and all sorts. And he, he decided to do it against them and not against us, which I feel was very, very unfair. But anyway in between the time that we played Chelsea, things have sort of changed a bit for us and they've also changed a bit for Chelsea. So we're going to go back and chat to Chidge from the Chelsea fancast. He's going to give us all he knows about Chelsea.
5: Morning Billy the Bee and the uh, the boys from the podcast. Uh, good speech again. Stanford Chidge from the Chelsea fancast here. Uh, kind of looking forward to the uh, Carabao Cup Quarter final against you lot but with all this Covid nonsense around it's uh, it's quite a difficult one isn't it a uh, strange fact about the uh, Chelsea fancast: my co-pilot Mr Jonathan Kidd uh, rather brilliant and famous voiceover artist he used to be uh, Stamford the Lion back in the 80s and he got kicked out by the stewards because they didn't believe he really was that we'll have to wait for another day he also sang on uh, a blue day the uh, 97 cup final song so there we go uh anyway um yeah of course last time we met doesn't seem that long ago really but it was back in october uh and uh we beat you 1-0 up at your place but uh i have to say we absolutely got away with one that day as always we didn't score enough goals but uh you know that second half we were subject to the biggest aerial bombardment seen in west london since the since the second world war i think Uh, i think most of the players had to wear tin hats but I thought you were unlucky that day. I think you definitely deserved a draw. We got away with one there, no doubt about it. Um, and I mean, in a sense, that was uh, you were doing very well then. I, I think when we talked last time, I was talking about the fact that you've made a really good start. And I like the way you play football. You've got some good players. Frank's a good manager. But I did wonder if uh, in the second half of the season, you m- might get found out a bit because that's, that's what tends to happen in the Premier League, particularly with new teams. Uh, you know they it's a very tough league the premier league good managers and coaches and they they will work teams out uh, but we haven't even got to the second half of the season yet and you know since we played you 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 picked up another four defeats and i was thinking oh here we go maybe my prediction was a bit ahead of schedule i mean how on earth you lost to norwich at home and uh who else did you who else did you, you lost to uh Burnley didn't you that's right 3-1 away but I mean quite often people can get unstuck up there Um, but you've but having said that you've you've put in some decent results as well I thought I mean obviously you beat Watford recently and uh, the 2-2 draw at Leeds and uh, and of course that weird 3-3 draw at Newcastle so I mean you know it's 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 hard to really understand what Brentford's form is at the moment which Brentford's going to turn up but I mean you're very right to say I mean it's it's been so difficult hasn't it? recently i know you've had a lot of injuries covid's been kicking around and you have really suffered the other week which is why you had to postpone the game of course we're we're in very much the same boat at the moment and i mean you know in terms of our form uh since we i mean you know it was going okay wasn't it really uh, kind of uh, back end of uh well november really a few weeks after we start, you know after we played you it all kind of went a bit pear-shaped but that's because of injuries predominantly i mean we lost lukaku and Werner, which didn't help um but, you know, we were doing quite well. We, I mean, I say we were doing quite well. We were we were, we were were drawing games that we should have won, basically. I mean, the Burnley game is a classic example of that. You know, we've been absolutely battering teams, uh, but just not scoring the goals. And uh, I think the the high watermark, really, of the season, I think, was probably that Juventus game, for, which followed on from beating Leicester 3-0 away, where we were absolutely fantastic. I mean, we absolutely murdered Juventus. They were... They, they we made them look really bang average they may well be of course but uh, they're still a great name in European football we were brilliant then uh, and then of course what happened then is we lost N'Golo Kante and we lost Ben Chilwell to a really nasty injury and in many respects those two have been the you know the reason why we we were looking so good Kante I mean you know there's no other player in the world quite like him and I mean he he does the work of two people and he he has that unique kind of gift about being able to protect the defence but also get up in attack as well. He's a great, great player. So losing him out of any team would be bad news. But I think in terms of our attacking momentum, you know, what was happening, you know, particularly Leicester and Juve, was that Chilwell and James were just on fire and a lot of our goal goal threat came from both wings where they would hair down it. And of course, again... They're also very important in terms of getting back and creating five in defence when we're under pressure and out of possession. And we lost Chilwell in the Juve game. And and then since then, it's been very, very tough for us. It's also been compounded by a few more injuries as well. Um, all sorts of players have been picking up injuries. So it's really been hard to put a cohesive 11 together. But actually, I think the biggest problem for us is that that midfield has suffered. So you have put Alonso in. James is not getting any rest. Jorginho's been carrying an injury no cante. so you know without you know you take take those kind of players out of any team i think that they would struggle but you know and of course the midfield for us is a massively important thing it not only protects the defense so you've seen us looking a bit more vulnerable at the back because our back again you know our, our back three are getting exposed a lot more than they would uh, and of course we're not getting as much service up to the front uh, guys but again as i'm going to say you know, there's been no consistency up front either. You know, Havertz looks good as a number nine, whilst Lukaku's been injured, and then he gets injured or or ill. Uh, Lukaku's trying to get back to fitness, and then this is all being compounded by COVID. You know, when you, I mean, like like we had on the uh, on the weekend against Wolves. You know, we had seven out with COVID. We've got two more injured, and we've got two that are just coming back from injury in Kante and Kovacic. And they're having to be thrown in too soon. And, you know, in a sense, Lukaku was, was victim of that too, even before the COVID, because Tuchel clearly didn't want to put him in for a start and was kind of trying to give him 10 minutes here or there. But, you know, we were under the cosh a bit like West Ham. Good example. We came on for the second half there when actually I think Tuchel only wanted to give him two, uh, t- you know, 10 minutes. So we've had a lot of pressure on what is supposed to be a very deep squad. Uh, you know there's a good discussion to be had really about whether it's really quite as deep as we thought it was Uh, maybe it wasn't having said that you know the the media will have will have you believe that Chelsea are in some sort of an appalling crisis and you know we're not going to win the league and all the rest of it well we may not win the league to be honest it was always going to be a very big ask we finished 25 points behind Man City last year and that's unheralded to catch that up in one season we've had a lot of bad luck with injuries and now the whole Covid thing is causing absolute chaos um, having said that, we're third. We're only three points behind Liverpool, who only drew at Spurs at the weekend. Uh, there's a long way to go in the season. We get our we get our best players back and fit. I think we're a match for anybody, and we're still in the Champions League. We're still in the Caribou Cup. We're still in the FA Cup, and we've got the Club World Cup to compete for in February. I think so. You know, don't don't believe what you read in the papers about Chelsea being in crisis and Tuchel about to get the boot. It's absolute nonsense. Um, and talking of Tuchel, I mean, you know you talk to any match going fan and he's the second coming i mean he's absolutely brilliant everybody loves him he's a brilliant communicator brilliant manager great tactician and we we all appreciate how lucky we are to have this guy and if any proof was needed is he he managed to get chelsea the champions league trophy last season with a squad that uh, you know wasn't you know wasn't up to what this squad is really if you think about it although there's been very few changes if the truth would be told so i absolutely love Tuchel, as do most most people at the club uh, particularly the supporters so there you go so you know what with this covid and stuff going around i mean i know a lot of people who had tickets you can't go because it's right before christmas and they've got relatives who are shielding and that kind of stuff no direction from the premier league you know your manager had it right i think he wanted a break ours is pretty angry because you know we really are down to the bare bones uh, both with injuries and covid casualties But, uh, you know, it's all about the money, isn't it? You know, the clubs want to play, the Premier League want to play, the EFL will be no different, the television money is everything, they don't want to upset the television companies. So, you know, I I agree with Tuchel, I think the players are being treated appallingly with very little respect and very little regard for their health and safety, and I think that's disgraceful. But in terms of predicting what's going to happen on Wednesday night, Lord only knows. I mean, I don't have a clue what team we're going to put out, I mean... I don't think he can even put the team out that he put out on Saturday or Sunday, sorry, Sunday. Um, because I know that uh I know that Chiloba and Ziyech picked up an injury, so I don't know who he can pick. Um I don't know who might be recovered from COVID yet. I don't know if any more might have gone down with COVID, which they might. I suppose if even more go down, then I reckon the match could be in jeopardy. I have heard today though that
1: uh, a
5: lot of the uh a lot of the youth players uh have been drafted in uh, to the squad, uh, I, I mean, I mean, there was a lot of debate about this because many of us thought that we hadn't been able to call upon the uh, the youth players because they train on a very different part of Cobham, and uh, during COVID they they've not been mixing per se because um, because obviously they don't want to cross infect. So that's what we all thought. But I've heard today that actually a lot of them have been drafted in. So I don't know whether they've been drafted in to provide bodies to train against or with or whether a few of them might start, but uh, I can I can let you know. I don't know how many of these you'll know, but Teddy Sharman-Lowe, Josh Brookings, Xavier Mbuyamba, M- M- Alfie Gilchrist, Dion Rankin, Xavier Simmons, Lewis Baker you might have heard of, Lewis Hall, Joe Haig, Harvey Vale, he's been in and around the first team this year, Brian Fiabema who's a striker, and Jay Wareham. So they all train with the first team today. So it might be that we see a side uh, coming out that uh, have quite a lot of youth players in there. So in a a sense, kind of, you know, chucking the Caribou Cup, not putting your strongest side out, but actually out of necessity because we just don't have a strong side at the moment because half of them have got COVID or or injured. So, I mean, given all of that, I mean, I don't know what the situation is with you lot either. I mean, if you have 13 players and staff out with COVID the other week, how many of them will be uh, fit and available? Will you have to pick a lot of your youth side? So... I think, given all of that, this is about as impossible it gets to predict uh, a, a result for Wednesday. It really, really is. Um, I mean, I'm loath not to say anything, but uh, you know, because I just can't do that. But I, I you know, I, I have no idea. I genuinely have no idea. If we put the team out that played against Wolves, I think we've got a good chance of winning it. Um, you know, I'd say one nil, two one. I mean, we're not scoring many goals at the moment. Our, our front three just are in, sh- in shocking form uh, you know just it just takes them so many passes they find it hard to break a defensive team down you know we just don't look a goal threat at the moment so I don't think there'll be many goals in it if it's that team but I think that team would be good enough to beat your normal team stroke your youth team if it's our youth team against your youth team again you know I know we've got good players but I just don't know but I'm going to stick my neck out and say Chelsea will win it by the odd goal. It might even go to penalties. where We seem to be quite quite fans of going to penalties in these cup competitions, so that wouldn't surprise me. But either way, obviously I hope we win because I love winning trophies. and It'll be a semi-final, although it's probably the last thing that we need with all the fixtures that are piling up. But there you go. Anyway, uh, I know you'll be going. I, I did have a ticket, but I can't go now for you know all sorts of COVID-related reasons. Uh, but for everybody who's going, I hope you stay safe. Uh, enjoy the game, have a good time, uh, and have a great Christmas as well. And uh, no doubt I'll be speaking to you in the near future, Billy the Bee. Anyway, take care, guys. So there you go, Chidge from the Chelsea fancast. He's got
2: no idea. Who they're going to play, where they're going to play, what they're going to play, what they're going to do, and the one thing I will say is that they do have a bigger squad, they do have a higher quality squad than us. I'm not making any excuses; that just is the fact, and that's what it is. It's interesting. I was looking at some of the headlines actually uh, beforehand uh, before coming to this podcast, and the difference between like us, you know, we're trying to work out whether or not it's going to be Charlie Good or whether or not we're going to get Bidstrup in, like you know, I'm saying, or another player from the 18-year-old from the B team who's never actually played one game. Oh, one professional game in his life one first team game and then we've got Chelsea fans will be immensely frustrated to learn of their failed 85 million euro transfer bid for Marquinhos who was rejected by PSG and uh, you know Tuchel who played with him there wants to bring him to Chelsea apparently like it's just it's just mind-blowing sort of the kind of difference of what we're talking about here isn't it Laney
3: Yes, um, yeah, it is, and you know, uh, we we saw that you know Chelsea wanted the game that Wolves called off um, on uh, the weekend, uh, and they you know they struggled. I think they put two goalkeepers on the bench, um, but you look at the names, you know, that they were still able to be you know call upon. It's, it's it, it just puts things into some kind of perspective about how much quality or how better um, <coughs> their squad is. Uh, compared to ours and and almost every other team, barring probably four in the, in this league, you know they they are um, they've got a wealth of, of talent there, and uh, even without five, six, seven, eight, nine, even ten um, of their kind of A teamers, they've they've got a lot of experience there, and you know we 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 ought to be worried about whatever team they put out.
0: Uh, yeah, it was quite a weak team, wasn't it? A weak squad they had available for the for the Wolves game, but the team was still really good, wasn't it? That first eleven was really strong, but yeah, only six on the bench, so. Um yeah, I've done a massive sympathy with Chelsea um, overall. I think they're they're in a decent position as the champions of Europe uh, and whatnot. Uh, um, no, they're not. No, they're not.
2: Leeds Leeds are champions of Europe. You keep forgetting.
0: Yeah, sorry. It, or Leeds are all, yes. Leeds are the uh, the uh, Emirates Emer- Emer- champions of Europe. I think the champions <laughs> of, all, of all time. Europe. The, the real, the real champions. Yeah, yeah, and, and they've got more injuries. Uh, Definitely, than Chelsea—that's for sure. Uh, definitely, definitely concede <laughs> less goals than Chelsea. But um, yeah, I think um, uh, more goals. Should I say? But yeah, I think uh, I, I think the the, the the vibe we're getting here is that Chelsea don't want to play this at all, right? They don't. They don't, They don't, they they've got no interest. And the the, the the it's going to be a fascinating team line-ups, isn't it? When Tuesday comes seven o'clock, when the lineups come out, the the word from the street is that Chelsea are going to be bringing all the kids. youth academy players are going to be brought in. We're not going to recognise any of them, uh, and uh, you, you, you just get the sense that Brentford or a keener. They, they they see this as, as a chance to win 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 this trophy. So, um, um, listen, I just talk on footballing terms. This is a good time to play, isn't it? I, I, and I, I love the I love the arms um, for all the chaos. I do quite like the instability and the unpredictable nature of these next couple of weeks. That's going to be quite a fun part of following football to see some weird score lines, probably some, you know, teams getting fresh when you ordinarily wouldn't have, a lot of upsets. Uh, so I, I, I think I think on Tuesday, Wednesday night, when it's twenty second, whatever it is, there's a good chance we well we've got as good a chance as any, I think, or probably better than ever to play Chelsea. So let's get the game on. Let's uh, let's see what happens. Just roll the dice.
2: Yeah, I mean Thomas Frank is very keen to get the game on, as we all know. And like I said, he we been talking to our sources. You know what I'm saying? So very keen to get the game on. Two colours not keen at all. I think you know it's interesting what you said there. I mean, again, looking around the headlines and interestingly because Chelsea seem to be getting their uh, their excuses in early like you know what I'm saying so again one of the headlines this is a brilliant headline is goes how should Chelsea open brackets academy Close brackets. Line up against Brentford in the League Cup quarterfinals? Question mark was uh, was one of the headlines from uh, one of the one of one of the sites, one of the blogs out there as well. So you know, how should Chelsea? It's not it's not Chelsea. It's almost like you know the academy is different, and it's like it's it's okay. It's okay if you know if if Chelsea come a little bit of a cropper. Not saying they will do because we're touching wood here, but I'm just saying against Brentford, it's like surely it should be. How should Chelsea line up against Brentford? Also, the other thing is like what you were saying, Jimmy. This for me is interesting because what it does. It actually evens up a little bit, you know, um, between the teams because, as they know, you know, we've we've been massively weakened by injuries, massively, and it has really affected us. Listening to, you know, what Chidge was saying there as well. You know, they've got a number of kids, you know, uh, academy people who've been training with them, whether or not they're actually going to be in the side or lot. You know, you Harvey Braille, Josh Brooking, Gilchrist, Rankin Simmons, Joe Haig, uh, Joey Wareham, Lewis Hall, and all this kind of people who, like, I've never heard of any of them, like, you know what I'm saying, but they're training with our players, which is interesting because why I say that evens it up is that, you know, we talk about how our B team sometimes plays against Chelsea's B team and how they fare against them because our B team part of their game is to actually play against Scott of kind of like they'll rather play against Hendon and they'd rather play against the Dundalk than necessarily play against Chelsea. They'll do the Chelsea every now and again because they're actually kind of playing inverted commas against teams who are you know who are playing it week in and week out against professional footballers who will basically kick them to death you know on the pitch so it's going to be interesting if Chelsea do bring in their their under 23s to this game how they will fare against some of our B team players as well as our first team players because you know history has it looking back at what's happened is you know when that matchup takes place it actually just evens it out a little bit doesn't it Laney
3: being kicked to death sounds a bit brutal, mate. <laughs> <When>
2: you, <laughs> um, you were at that Dundalk game. It was. It was. Yeah. It was
3: brutal, though, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, I. I, I that's the thing about this, like this, this virus, and like the way it's sweeping through. It, it is affecting everyone. It's not. It's not. You know. Yeah, Chelsea are going to be weakened, but chances are so are we. And I, I do like. I do like. You know, Jimmy's analogy there. You know, you, you're right. If, if we've got a crack on, we might as well. You know, it might as well be exciting. You know, with the, the, the 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 anarchy of of random teams and random selections and in games. You know, uh, I, I go. I still go back to that. I'd rather see a full strength Brentford. Take on a full-strength Chelsea, and like as we did pretty much in the in the first game, and and push them all the way, and if not, sort of improve on what we got last time. But if we can't do that, let's <laughs> let's literally shove a couple of gold, you know, a couple of coats down, and and pick five from each side, and just you know have a, have a, have a game that way as well. It's, it's 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 weird times, and we will look back at this, and um, hopefully, kind of. Uh, kind of smile at some stage in the future and think you know we got to the we got to a league cup final um, and after beating a, a you know substandard Chelsea but we probably won't even care then we would we, we just have beaten Chelsea that's
2: right, that's right. I mean look at Chelsea's characteristics they're good at attacking down the wings creating through balls individual skill finishing scoring chances attacking set pieces good in the air defending set pieces what they're not so good at is offside and protecting the lead I mean that obviously will change depending what your personnel will be like you know they love short passes possession football attacking through the middle down the right they rotate their team quite a lot and they should be rotating it Quite a lot. I mean, interesting to listen to Kidge, uh, Chidge as well. He's got no idea who's going to be in and out. The thing about it is that, yes, they did play a strong team against um, Wolves, but also they've got a lot of players who are kind of like, you know, not saying they're in the last legs, but they've been playing a lot. We saw that when we were playing sort of in, you know, November time, where we had players playing week in and week out. You could see how knackered they were. So people like Reese James, who I think is a great player as well, you know, whether or not he's going to actually play or whether or not they're going to rest him as well, because obviously they've got a game on Boxing Day or in and around that time because they've just dropped two points and if they want to keep in the title race maybe they're sort of thinking tell you what you know are we going to forsake something here you know at the end of the day, it's not necessarily forsaking but at the end of the day are we going to save our players for the title race and keep them for Boxing Day keep them fresh and actually try a few of the younger players who should still be able to compete against the Brentford team and you know like I said to you that might be you know might be evening it up we haven't got any Stats, As you know, we love to have our stats on this show. The Spreadsheet Winker is on Christmas break at the moment now. But to be quite honest with you, with Chelsea, you know, the stats are, are sort of very, very obvious. You know, basically Chelsea are the XG-wise are just very good. You know, XG4 this season is 36 um uh, actually for this season compared to Brentford's uh, 23 actually you know what I'm saying and they're you know they're actually against it's 19 compared to our sort of kind of to, you know to our 22 so it just goes to show you they create loads of great opportunities as Chid said as well is that they don't necessarily convert them all um which is good but they do create a lot of opportunity they're good in all sorts of different areas you know they've got a lot of possession you know and so for us it could be um you know, it could, we could have a work cut out for us again. But at the same time, I'm coming back to this and saying that we actually, I'm feeling sort of quite, I'm I'm, I'm listening to Chigi's chat. I'm feeling a little bit buoyed, actually, because I'm thinking beforehand, you know, with our injuries, we got no chance going to this Chelsea game. But I'm actually thinking, even though we might be playing our 18-year-old goalkeeper, Cox, who has never played a senior game in his life, and is just going to get thrown in, and we're going to throw him in without moaning and complaining, you know what I'm saying? On the flip side of it, I just say, look, we've got any chance as any to actually kind of get something out of this game because it is evened up, isn't it, Jim?
0: Yeah, it's, it's such a um, such a uh, weird um, uh, situation, but um, I was looking at the, the odds earlier to see how, how this was a, how how the bookmakers would, would see it. They still see this as a uh, uh, very much, good, it's going to go to sort of club size, right? Chelsea are seeing odds on currently, while well, Brentford are just under five to one. To progress so we're huge underdogs um i'm not sure how anyone can really call that i think these are real it, at the moment it feels like a toss of a coin if they're going to put the the academy out and we've got some first steamers huge unknowns um I, I wouldn't i wouldn't like to be a bookmaker right now because there's going to be some real anomalies and that's probably that's probably an interesting one um yeah i i think i'm i think I'm a little pun on that actually
3: so, talk about great minds. I was exactly going to say about the, the betting odds. Um, I was going to say last time I looked, it was Brentford before to one um, to, to win, and, I, and I, I probably would say that's a little. We should be a little bit closer than that because no one really knows what's going to happen. Um, no, unless they've got a you know a mole in the camp and they, they can see who they're going to pick. But all uh, the same, as ours. So uh, yeah, it, it, it it's that's the thing that excites me, I guess. You know. Playing Chelsea, you in know, a, in, a, in a quarter final of a major cup competition, is enough to get anyone excited. That's been going to Brentford for any number of years, um, and you add the randomness of what what could possibly happen tomorrow. Then, you know, it, it does make it um, more exciting and more unpredictable. So, yeah, looking
2: forward to it. Yeah, I think one of the fun things that we mustn't do is just, and it sounds really obvious, but mustn't let in a goal because Chelsea, you know, cool. they just, they're always on the attack. They've in 17 percent of their games, so less than 20, less than one in five of their games, they've conceded the first goal. So they don't often concede the first goal. So I'm saying that if we can get on the on the front foot and, and put a goal in, that's that's gonna might have them reeling a little bit because they're not they're not used to it at all as well, like you know. So um, I'm gonna say, look, okay, so this 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 game. It's going to be up. But let's just come back to the team. Let's come back to the Brentford team because it's important. One thing i would say is that we've been um, missing in action for pretty much a couple of weeks. So we've, okay, we've had injuries, we've had COVID, but also we've not played you know, for a couple of weeks. We haven't played since the Leeds game. OK, if I remember rightly, is that right? It's the Leeds game. No, the Watford game, actually. Watford the Watford game. Games. Love the league games. So We haven't played for the Watford game. So, you know, we've had probably a week and a half's break. We had 10 days plus break as well. We had COVID in that time with Henry at COVID. We had Ethan Pinnock had COVID. We have had uh, rumours of Fernandez at COVID and a load of other players at COVID as well. Some of them will recover. Some of them won't recover. We won't know who is in or out. But we should have a little rough guess as to how we're going to set out against... Chelsea because what we normally do in these games even at the quarter final last year we still played very much a B team with a couple of A teamers pop peppered in we only brought the A teamers in for the semi-final against Tottenham last year but this seems to, me it's going to be very different this year especially as we haven't played for 10 days and some of our players like Ivan Tony hasn't played for quite a while any thoughts on on team um Laney
3: you assume that Tony and Pinnock are both available again, um, unless they've got uh, caught, got caught a, another variant. Um, so they they should have done their they should have done their sort of uh, their ten days plus now. Um, I think Canos will be um, playing at right back, and um, Rico will be at left back. So we should be pretty pretty you know full strength at the back. I'd say the goalkeeper, uh, Fernandez might be marginal. You know I don't know how his timing works out, so it could be Cox um midfield i think we can go however we want i, I don't I, I think we i don't i haven't heard any rumors about any of our midfielders you know there was a rumor before the Watford game that he played um it's it's just it's, it's whether it's whether um Ivan Tony has had any adverse effects really i mean we hear that he's one of the unvaccinated ones whether that's true or not um, so he, he he could have had a, a reaction to it. Then you know we're we kind of guessing. Um, assuming he hasn't, I, he he will start. But you know we we've got Bumo and maybe Kanos in a more, more advanced position or, or force. So we, we we should have we should have options. Um, and and Wiesa. Um So I, I think I, it's just it's really it's just the um, it's just it's really it's just the goalkeeping situation that I, I, I'm most concerned about. But, again, who
0: knows, mate? The goalkeeper situation is, is the, the interesting one. Uh, it seems pretty widespread that um, Cox was going to play against Man United because Fernandes was out. And That was that was going to be on the 14th of December. So, by the time this game gets around in the 20 seconds, eight days on, so there's a good chance Fernandes is going to be back, providing he's feeling well. Um, I think, you know, listen, after, before the Southampton game, the press conference was suggesting we had, what, 13 staff that were positive. So it really is anyone's guess as to who's going to play. But I do think, you know, you, you mentioned uh, you, Tony probably is back. Pinnock's probably back because they already had their cases. Don't know if they're in that 13 that he mentioned in Southampton. So, you know, rather than throw, uh, rather than throw other names around, I, I suggest, I, I, I do think it's going to go strong. I do generally think they, they see this as a chance to um, progress to a major semi final, And, um, you know, if that happens, you're one game away from Wembley, right? So I, I, I think they'll go for it. I think it's the right thing to do as well. Maybe some, some might see that see as a risk. Um, I'm, I'm with them. I think they've got to play to win this one because they've definitely got a good chance.
2: Yeah, and I think the same as well. I mean, Lady talked about the team, same as well. You know, we, I think we'll have uh, we'll have um, we'll have Sergi right back. We'll have, uh, um, you know, we'll have uh, the same we'll centre-back pairings as well. You know, we'll have uh, Ethan Pinnock is back. You know, we've got Pontus back. We've got Good in the side, who's uh, your player of the year as well, Jimmy. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? <laughs> we've got Rico, Rico at left back as well. You know, we'll have uh, Ivan Tony and, uh, and, and Bumo up front as well, um, which is interesting. And then and then in the midfield, again, like I said to you, it's like, you know, it's funny because the, the midfield, we had our players which were like even, you know, Yanel um, is, is good, but he, he obviously was suffering from the back end of an injury or whatever else he was doing. So he's he was still playing really well. But there's these games where you can know you could take it up to another level. And I just don't know whether or not this 10 days off will have actually really sorted us out in the players you know you've got people like you know frank the tank who was kind of blowing you know you coming off and taking him on you know because he couldn't necessarily do 90 minutes i think he did a, a full 90 minutes a few weeks ago but other than that he's not 100 percent. like i said to you, you know we call him tank the quarter tank i think as uh, darren called him one time um <laughs> so again with these players i'm saying that i think that it looks like we're going to Barring who's got the COVID, you know, have a full choice to choose from, you know, barring two or three players, you know, as opposed to what they are. So I think that we're going to go pretty strong and it could be a pretty classic and it could be a pretty exciting game, is what I'm going to say. So I'm going to go around to you chaps and ask you will you give a score prediction, bearing in mind it has to be decided on the night? And uh, like I said to you, it will go to penalties and all sorts of stuff. I don't even know if it goes to extra time, but extra time penalties, isn't it? You know, score prediction for you, Jimmy Make?
0: Um, okay, a bit of a shot in the dark, but I think it's going to be loads of goals. I think it's going to be 4-2 to Brentford.
5: Oh, 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 oh,
0: Oh.
2: Oh. Laney.
3: Um, I'm not kind of going to go quite so gung ho as that. I do like that score. I will, I will, if that's on offer now, I will buy it. Um, I go. I think it will go to extra time, and but Brentford will go through. I think we, I think we go through. Um, we we look back to this time last year and we beat Newcastle. So um, yeah, I, I think we go through two one two
2: one overall score okay and i'm going to go score prediction as well i'm going to go 2-1 to the bees as well which is all good so listen this is the besotted pride of west london league cup or should i say Garaboo cup quarterfinal no podcast. you shouldn't
3: no you shouldn't say that no
2: no no actually i won't say it's all i'll say <laughs> league cup quarterfinal podcast brought to you by anything is possible aip Dot media. Don't forget to subscribe. And as our good friends have done as well, review us on iTunes. Give us a lovely review as well, because it goes up in the charts and then, then all of a sudden we can go back at the charts up in Cyprus again. We can go up from 67 back up to number four where we were a <laughs> few weeks ago. Then we can actually get our Cyprus tour back on because it's had to be postponed because of unfortunately there'll be no game in the last couple of weeks as well. Don't forget to check out our Christmas podcast on London, which will be out pretty much 24 hours after you hear this podcast. So check it out. It's lots of fun. We're in the pub. We're chatting away, having a right... good. Did laugh as well a little besotted crew in there like I said to you just uh, bringing you Christmas cheer as well don't forget there's going to be a Brighton podcast so a match before the Brighton match which is going to be on Boxing Day fingers crossed pride of West and just check that out as well we've got 80 as well who's going to be there Brighton fan as well who's going to be giving us the lowdown on Brighton as well uh, other than that like I said to you sort of enjoy the match fingers crossed it's on stay safe as well stay safe enjoy it with your family if you can't go to watch the match you've decided to stay in and watch it on tv I said watch it on tv make as much noise in your house or in your pub, wherever it is, as possible as well. Like I said to you, everybody else out there, enjoy your Christmas, and fingers crossed, we can get some results as we said against Chelsea. Yeah, like come it. on, you bees! Happy Christmas, oh, come everyone! On, come on, come on, you bees! <laughs>